Hello and welcome to Casually Profound. My name is Lauren. I'm an astrologer, artist, and soul communicator, and I will be doing a solo episode today. Uh, usually I host a big group. Um, I love the party episodes. I love being able to connect with multiple people and share our stories and find community wisdom around topics that are often done in a very solo, very PR kind of way. I love being able to, to meld everything um, with a group. But today, I have some things I want to say to you on my own. Uh, there's a topic that's very close to my heart, and it came up recently while I was recording an episode, and so I wanted to really spend the time to dive into it, and that is around the idea of going through our own lessons and going through, and like kind of the the spiritual awakening, and the patience that it requires. This is really about patience. So I want to tell you a story. If you'd like to sit and listen with me is a, so I want to tell you a story about younger Lauren. Uh, I started seeing spirits and that kind of thing when I was a teenager. Actually, my first experience with spirit, I was young, would have been eight years old. Um, and I don't know why, but at eight years old, I was so upset. I was laying in my bed one night <coughs> and bawling my eyes out. I do not recall why. But I remember bawling my eyes out. And at this point, we lived in a little old farmhouse in Saskatchewan. And I got out of bed and knelt beside the bed. Um, I went to Catholic private school at that age. And so kneeling beside the bed was your formal prayer. Um, I knelt beside the bed and I was praying, just being like, I, I don't even remember what I was praying. Something along the lines of help me. Something like that. Um, and all of a sudden... So the reason why the farmhouse bit is relevant is because the house was cold. It was the middle of the night and we only used a wood burning stove to heat the place. It was, it was cold in the house. We were upstairs in the bedroom. And um, I remember praying and I remember, um, I remember praying and all of a sudden, Feeling this like big warm quilt being wrapped around me. And all of a sudden I stopped crying. I felt totally fine. I just felt light. I just felt easy. I remember standing up and lifting the blinds and looking out the window. There was a green elevator across the road from, from our house. And I always found the sight so comforting. Um, looking out at the lights of the green elevator. And just going back to bed and feeling so calm and so easy. And the next morning when I went downstairs, I said to my mom, I was like, mom, the coolest thing happened last night. I prayed and I had this, this feeling of this blanket around me. She goes, oh, Lauren, that's the Holy Spirit. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then carried on and never thought about spirits or angels or spirituality or anything until much later. When I was a teenager, I um, started seeing spirits with clairvoyance. It, it, I, nowadays, I describe it as like a Snapchat filter. Um, so like if I was to look out at the world, I can look out I, without Snapchat happening and I can see things without the auras, without the spirits, all of that. However, it's very common that the filter is turned on and I can see spirits around me. I can see auras on people. I can see whatever. And so... Um, 
I started at that point seeing a mentor in in town and she was teaching me a little bit about spirits and and energy work and oracle work and different things like that. She was doing uh, cranial sacral therapy on me herself and so she was teaching me about the body as well. And um, one of the early experiences that I had was with a friend. Um, There had been a, a big very public tragedy in the town that she was in and she after this she was really struggling with how to be a good person in a bad world really and um when so we were having a sleepover one night and she was just really like fit to be tied over this and so um I said let's try something so we, we sat and knelt beside the bed and we held hands facing each other and I just remember moving color and moving light and moving whatever through, like from me through into her and allowing everything to become harmonious and allowing everything to become ease-filled. And I didn't have a pattern. I didn't have a modality. I didn't have whatever. I just knew um, that moving this would make her feel better. And so to fast forward again into my mid-20s, Now, at this point, I have been able to kind of come into more stability with my clairvoyance and um, to kind of come into more stability with my clairaudience and to know how to deal with things and how to move things and and all that. And, of course, as one does on their spiritual journey, wanted to start um, helping other people. And, of course... Uh, like most people wanted to start making money at this and so I um with very little conviction started trying to sell Reiki services um I think I got to the point of printing business cards and then gave up on it but there was still this call in me to to do more and to learn more. At that point, I was taking I had taken several different like courses on how to um, do different energy work. I had done one on intuitive healing. I had done Reiki. I had done one on Akashic Records. I was seeing a, a different mentor at that point. Well, the woman who had become my mentor now um, that is still my mentor, and she. I was seeing sessions with her fairly regularly and was so very actively on that like spiritual path and on that path of learning things to share with other people and learning things to make money. And at that point, I remember begging the universe um, to let me have access to my past life memories. I had in one of my classes uh, learned about past lives more seriously than like how you at that that point that would have been in twenty thirteen or fourteen maybe fifteen um, and like past lives were a thing that was talked about in popular culture but not often I don't think and so I, when I kind of learned about them more seriously in one of these one of these classes that I was taking um, it I was like oh my god I need to know I need to know everything. And the real mind fuck of it was, if I want to know my past lives, because it'll make me special, if I can remember my past lives, then it will make me better and more special than the people around me who don't remember their past lives, because nobody remembers their past lives. But I'm going to remember because I'm special and I'm strong and I can handle this. Well, you know what the universe said to that? 
I just fucking laughed. <laughs> um, because, and the thing is, is at that point, and this is what I wanted to talk about was really with the patients, was that at that point, I um, was not acting in integrity with all of this. I was, I was searching um, very vehemently for something that would make me, help me make sense of my life. I was searching for the thing that, I was searching for the tool or the knowing or the thing that would bring me a sense of calm when I didn't have the words to know what I was looking for was calmness. I was looking for the thing that would sate the wounds that led me into chaos time and time again. I was looking for the thing that would help me make sense of my world. That really is the thing. Because at that point, um, I had conflicting voices in my head about where I was going in my life. So in that point in my life, I was dating a gentleman um, who we, we ended up, we were getting engaged and we were engaged. We were together for four and a half years. We were engaged for a year and a half of that. And, um, I think we were still dating at this point, but I, I had conflicting voices in my head about that situation, about where I was working in my day job and, um, all of that. And I really was seeking all of these trainings and all these modalities and all of these services from other intuitives and that kind of thing. To, to reconcile those conflicting voices in my head. I just wanted my life to work out. I just wanted the relationship to work out. I just wanted the job to work out. I just wanted whatever the fuck tool would make those things work out. I was not interested in knowing what my soul was capable of. I wasn't interested in knowing what my light looked like inside of me I wasn't interested in knowing how to go with the flow of life because I thought I fucking knew better I thought I had a plan and I was right with my plan I had a plan for my career for my relationship for all of these things and I thought that I was going to fucking dominate at this plan and that the world was going to be better off having me at the helm of it. And um, uh, I am, of course, a main character. And so I, um, I set about my spiritual journey in the way that fed into that. So it was all as you'd kind of call it, it was all ego driven. It was all driven by this need to be seen as special, to be seen as being able to wield these spiritual gifts better, faster, stronger than anybody else could. Um, it was all driven by this need of being recognized and being recognized for my gifts because I did see them as gifts. I did see them as things that made me unique and special and better than everybody else. Even people who had gifts, there was a differentiation between me and other people. Um, and so 
I often say that I fucked around and found out because that is some fucking around on the universe. Um, if you are a reader yourself, uh, if you take clients yourself for intuitive services, you're probably laughing your ass off at my story right now. <laughs> As you rightly should. It's ridiculous. However, I, or, no, I don't want to say however. You, it, you rightly should laugh at it because it is hilarious. And the thing, the, the way that the universe helped me through that situation is they revoked all access. So I had taken an Akashic Records course. I got kicked out of the Akashic Records. Um, I had taken intuitive healing. That all got jumbled. I had taken Reiki. Reiki still made sense, um, but I overcomplicated it in my mind. And it became untenable to use in that format. Um, and then the real fucking kicker was the fact that for a whole year, all of my spirit guides, angels, entourage, I like to call it, went radio silent for a year. And at first, I remember the, I remember the first time that I realized that they were gone. <sighs> Holy crow. That was like gut-wrenching realizing that the the beings that I'd been talking to and checking everything through and and really whining to for years were just gone. And um so it was devastating in a sense. However, what that really taught me was to rely on myself. And on an energetic level, the reason why that's important is because so many people, uh, when they get on a spiritual journey, they find their person who teaches them something magical, wonderful, amazing, and you become so excited and enamored by all of the knowledge that this person has that you it's very becomes very easy to throw your own knowledge out and not pay attention to it, which is not good. And on the spiritual journey too, right? Like it's so easy to think, oh, if I just learn this next tool, if I just learn this next thing, it'll all make sense. Really? What if you just got yourself up the fucking creek and you need to walk your ass back? Nobody needs to tell you the direction. You know where you need to go, right? And so the in that year... I really was given the space and the time to know my own heart. That is the gift. Because as beautiful as it is to pursue the modality, the connection, the clairvoyance, the whatever the fuck, as much as it feels good to have that knowledge and remembrance and soul knowing and all of that kind of thing, it also requires deep presence. And the word presence even sometimes gets uh, construed as a spiritual, airy-fairy concept. But by deep presence, I literally mean understanding the sensation in your body and feeling the, the breath in your lungs and following the feelings as they come up. And all of those things that are a very physical, felt um, knowledge because the body holds wisdom too. And that was really my big lesson when I fucked around and found out. I fucked around and found out that 
the body is your greatest teacher. It's mine, at least. It's my greatest teacher. And that the wisdom that comes through experience is just as important as the shit you channel. And the wisdom that comes through your heart is just as important as the shit that comes through your clairvoyance. And so I wanted to tell this story to impart the wisdom onto somebody who may be newer in their spiritual journey um, to go slow and to impart the wisdom onto somebody who maybe is farther progressed in their spiritual journey to, to bring awareness to some of those subtle ways the ego tells stories that are not easily available. The ego is very sly. And so being able to bring those stories into the light sometimes requires looking at things from an alternative view. And sometimes that alternative view is uncomfortable, like all of your guides being taken away and all of your access being revoked and being sat out in the human world with the muggles to figure it out. Because connection is ultimately avoidance without presence. I just thought of that right now, and that was incredibly profound. So write it down. Um, Because it's, I went through uncomfortable lessons in order to get to the place that I'm in now. And the place that I'm in now, I think is wonderful. I love it. I also recognize that it's my experience and my experience alone. And so where I am now is that being special or being better than another person is irrelevant because I am able to embody and live and love from my whole perspective. And that's all that matters. And that when I shine my perspective and presence on other people, that magic and miracles happen. And I wanted to just tell this story to invite you into that and to invite you in to the wisdom of knowing and valuing your presence and your humanity and your love in this world and to love it as much as you love your channel and as much as you love the spirits that you see in the room around you and as much as you love your tarot cards and all of these tools and all of these things that come from this mystical, magical, wonderful place of remembrance, your body is important too. Take it slow with your body, take it easy with your body and allow it to become your greatest magnet in this life. I feel like that might have taken it one step too far, but I'm going to stand behind what I said, um, that your body is your can be your great magnet. I'm trying to think of how I want to wrap this up because I feel like I just, that train just reached the station. Um, so thank you very much for sticking on this with me. I hope that you enjoyed this solo episode of Casually Profound. Um, if you, if this sparked anything with you, if this resonated with you at all, please send me a message at Casually Profound on Instagram. I would love to hear how this resonated with you and what a difference it made in your life. Um, 
even if it or if it didn't make a difference in your life, I would love to hear about it. Um, please like, follow, subscribe uh, on whatever platform you're using, whether it is YouTube or a podcast platform. We love being able to um, see the podcast grow because we want to reach as many people who are going through their spiritual journey or are on their part of their spiritual awakening and bring them into the fold, bring them into the conversations because it's not easy being on a spiritual journey because it's often very lonely it's a solo endeavor but when we get to go on these solo journeys in community the collective wisdom that comes through with that is on another level so we would love to have you part of the conversation we'd love to have you in the group chat so please join us again next week for more conversations with friends and probably more solo episodes We'll see you next time.